everybody to Ecclesia Arising. We are having um, a new day today, like every day. We're going to be talking about oneness, and Gil and Adina are in Sedona. They're doing an immersion retreat, so we bless them for um, all that's going on in their lives and in the oneness that they are creating together there. Uh, today we have uh, Marianne and Alan and Tom leading us in worship. I welcome you all. Thank you all for being here. I'm looking forward to our time together. 
Um, before we get started, I wanted to just let you know that um, they also have some, um, some other immersion retreats coming up. There's one April 8th through 10th in Alabama at Gulf Shores. There's also one coming up in June in Washington. Um, if you'd like to get some information um, on upcoming other upcoming retreats and activities, we encourage you to uh, go to uh, kingdomtalksmedia.com and sign up for the newsletter. Um, also, if you'd like to participate in Zoom, we made some changes this week, so you need to go to uh, Mighty Networks and join Kingdom Talks Media over there, and then you'll get the passcode to join Zoom. Um, so that's the highlights for today, and I look forward to all that God is going to show all of us as we ascend together in worship and in oneness. And with that, I do say Tom and Marianne and Alan, take it away, lead us in.
see this colorful portal. It's made up of triangles of varying colors. And I see that the Lord is using his paintbrush in the cosmos to speak love over us. any of you who are on Zoom to share what you're getting. I was seeing how the angels were just full of excitement and so I asked them, I said, I often see you guys kind of getting ready for something big when we come and they said, yes, when you guys are coming, that's big. And so they were like, we are celebrating when you come into the throne room together. And it's like, it's a big party for heaven when we show up. That's so good. Thank you. I'm seeing the angels um, just dancing dancing, dancing with Dorette and all of us. And they're dancing and Dorette's dancing becomes painting all over heaven. And, and people that are painting, when we paint in the spirit, that becomes a dance that the angels dance in heaven. It, it's crazy. It's like the two arts and, and the singing, the music, it becomes this, wow, this mural that's broadcasted all over heaven. It's so beautiful.
I'm just seeing that Jesus himself, Yeshua is the palette of color that we're all drawing from to express his love back to him and each other through, you know, dance, through song, through painting. It's like he is, he's the color, he's the music, he's the, the dance. It's, it's just like he's flowing out so generously right now to all of us because he is so celebrating us. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. I, it goes along with what I was seeing earlier about all these different colored dots, really, really tiny, so many of us all together as one in Him. And if you imagine the, the paintbrush that we're each using on His palette. So it's a, a combined painting with all of us and with him. I see Yahweh's glory shining through the midst of it all. Like the, like the noonday sun with all the radiance coming from the center. And His glory highlights each of our um, drawings of love, our paintings of love. I saw that we all came to the Father and He had us sit on our thrones of rest and authority. And it was such a nice feeling because as a big family, we were not looking for power, but to work the Father's heart here on earth.
I just sensed when Sebastian said that it was like this whole emanation of romance, like Yahweh is romancing us and we're, <laughs> we're engaged in the dance and the music and the art of romance. And the light in my room just grew. It, it's like this <clears throat> unearthly, uncreated light just fills all of us. And we're just, I just sense that we have become these fireballs of love. That's the only way I can describe it. Just such glory. It's, wow. It's like this is a moment of healing our hearts from anything that doesn't look like love. I, that's just the sense I got that he's pouring the romance of his love into each of us so profoundly. Have a sense that each of us are emitting a sweet fragrance to the Lord. So in the midst of all of the, the painting, the love, the, His glory, there's also a sweet aroma, each of us bringing our own unique aroma as a sweet offering to the Lord. been pondering the last couple of weeks about the the substance of heaven the substance of the uncreated um, which I think we we perceive as light and color and vibration and all of those things and I see us as we're coming together participating actively engaging as the heaven and earth connection we begin to actually then release the heavenly things like you just said scent and color and dance to me is the motion, the motion, the vibration. So what uh, Dorette started out by saying, they're so excited for us to be there is because this, this substance of heaven enters this place through us by being participants.
It's so beautiful to watch. It's like without words, there's all this sharing of love and gifts and aroma and paintings of love. And it's going back and forth with all of us loving on Yahweh, on Yeshua, Holy Spirit. So much activity of love. I sense him saying that as we look in his eyes and as we re resonate with his frequencies, he is unlocking new frequencies inside of us so that we can more fully resonate and reflect him here on earth. to receive from you. We open more than before so we can fully receive your frequency into us. That we can vibrate your frequency into the world. As Jarette was speaking, I just heard Yahweh say that we're all love emanators, just like him, just like him.
place of oneness where we are receiving his frequency more and more and his perspectives how we can see from his perspectives I feel him inviting us into that communion experience again so if you can take your elements your heart Lord as you are removed from your disciples presence we see through you your eyes as we go fast forward through the trials through the words that were spoken about you soldiers mocked you with the thorn, crown of thorns around your head as you felt the piercing and the blood flowing the beatings that you took your flesh being torn your blood flowing and your love resonating through your body to the top of the mountain 
was hard for you to carry it when your blood had been running for a while for the joy set before you you to the cross for the joy set before you for your love radiating and the cross came up at those who were gathered there with you. Your mother and John, your love continued to flow. As you said, John, this is your mother and mother, this is your son. Feel the frequency of your love on that mountain. We drink of your blood.
it's not so easy to come back from an experience like that. But then again, we're still there, right? He's with us and we're with him. And we carry on with him. to go deeper into John 17. So thank you so much, worship team. And we have a spot at the table. Would anybody like to come and fill? We have one spot left. Okay. Alan's going to join us at the table today. Thank you, Alan. Thank you again, everybody, and thank you so much for your contributions during our ascension. That's beautiful. I love the oneness. So we wanted to start off today by going back to the definition of oneness. So we were looking, starting off with the dictionary because that's where we normally go as, you know, earth beings. And in the dictionary, it, when it talks about one, it says it's a fact or state of being unified or whole, though comprised of two or more parts. Which is interesting that they even bring up comprised of two or more parts. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you look at Strong's, um, it says properly united as one, alike all together, a piece and every part. So that adds to it more. But the one that really got to me when, was when I looked at the Hebrew word for one, which is ikad. And that is made up of three Hebrew letters, which is an aleph, a ket, and a dalit. An aleph means a strong leader, and ket means a, a separation, a wall, or a fence. And Dalit means a door or an entrance. So if you put the three of them together, what it says is that in the Hebrew language, one means a strong leader separating with a wall and allowing entrance through a door, which is really interesting. And as we went through the scriptures more, you know, just digging deeper into it, that is the description that fits so beautifully with what he's called us to. So um, our Lord is the strong leader, you know, Yahweh, of course. And even to just go through the experience that he led us through today, you know, walking with Yeshua through that whole transition where he went to being betrayed to going onto the cross for us. I mean, that takes strength, much strength to 
to go through those trials, those physical and especially the physical part of it and keep that emotional and that spiritual focus on what um, Abba wanted, you know, his end result to bring us all together as one in him. So we have the strong leader and then separating with a wall. So if you look at Ket, it kind of looks like it has, it's got a roof and it's got sides and there's no doors in it. But then when you add Dalit, which is a door, so he's saying that he, in our oneness, we're actually separated. Just as we're sanctified, we're separated, but there's still a door that allows others into that door. And uh, Gil and I were talking about um, at the last immersion retreat that they had here, we were talking about this issue where uh, there was a financial concern. There was corruption in the financial system and somebody was going through a lawsuit and they went um, before the courts to plead their case. And the judge said, yes, I see your point, but I cannot grant this judgment to you, even though you have a strong point because there's nothing to replace it. Um, and so Gil and I had this time during the immersion retreat where we were pondering this whole concept. Well, how do you replace something that's corrupt with something that is kingdom aligned? And in the process of going through it, we ended up talking about um, unity and oneness and how um, there's so many things, so many um, moves of God that have happened where people have separated themselves and made themselves like one, but they haven't allowed anybody in. And that has caused problems. And the more we talked about it, the more we realized that you can't have something that's like separated from all the world and not allow anyone in. And then um, as I've gone through and I've been studying more about the Hebrew culture, I've, I've been taught that the different, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Essenes and all the other you know, religious groups that got together, they did the same thing. They separated themselves into one and that, that had some value to it, but it also had some disadvantages to it because they, it was a closed system. And so when Gil and I were talking about this, the more we talked about it, it's, it's got to be open. But you can't let everybody in at the beginning. And so that's what we wanted to go through, you know, in the, in the scriptures. So before we go, does anyone have any inputs that they would like to share about even the definition of one? Uh, <clears throat> um, I was just in your talking about that. And this may be a, a rabbit trail, but um, the, the oneness... Is, does this seem like it's a progression of maturity? And so you're describing those that weren't necessarily able to operate in oneness because of their immaturity. And, and immaturity could just be a belief system that's not aligned with, you know, with God's belief system or with how God sees things and relates to things. And the more we're disaligned with that, the more immature we are. And therefore, the less... We, the less capability we have to operate in oneness. So it seems like, and this is a discussion, if anybody has, that, that oneness is a progression of relationship, it seems. Even though we are all one, um, the ability to function relationally in the oneness probably to some degree is affected by our, our level of maturity being how we our thoughts are aligned with the Father's thoughts. Yeah. So I'm just, we're just having a dialogue if anybody has. Mm -hmm.
It starts with willingness, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's just what I was thinking about when you're talking about that. Yes. And so we, the, the idea being that we weren't excluding anybody. Oneness isn't to exclude anybody, but people's ability to operate in oneness is there, it causes a exclusion in a way by their immaturity. Would that be true? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Or where they are in the journey, their growth. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So do I click for the next slide? Then? Or if anybody else has a comment about that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is anybody in the cloud talking? Yes. Is that Michael? Yeah. Um, uh, amazingly, um, Tom, I had this experience yesterday after listening to um, Paul Young, and it just touched my heart apart, you know, the way Paul Young um, ex ex has his exposition of the gospel in the way he does. So um, I, I, I'm thinking something's going to happen today. <laughs> well, you know, the day went on and the day went on and the day went on. And, uh, you know, nothing sort of out of the ordinary seemed to happen. Stepped out and had a walk. And I got a phone call. Somebody wanted me to do some work for them. So I'm an, I used to be an upholsterer. And he wants um, a bench made, you know, with foam and car and all that. So I said, well, look, um, I'm, I'm, I'm managing down the road. Uh, can I meet up with you? Um, well, I didn't know where he was, you know. But I said, can I meet up with you? Yeah, he said, uh, I'm, I'm in Soto Place. And it was just where I used to work. I said, well, I'll meet up with you. I went along and we talked about the job and we, you know, it's feasible. So I said, yeah, I can do the job. Um, and uh, after that, um, we just started to sort of touch on <laughs> important things, you know, just in our conversation. I thought, well, this guy is, is open. He's a very open person. He's a chiropractor. Um, and, um, you know, he works with the bodies. So he's, he's very body conscious for a start. I thought, oh, well, and, and, you know, it was like he was, he was becoming unfolded to me, you know, his personality. And I thought, well, this is an interesting fella. Anyway, it turned out he, he then came back to my place because I had some things here that I could show him, you know, about fabric and all that sort of stuff. And, and we continued this conversation, and I'm not kidding you. If ever there was a divine appointment, and if ever anybody was ready to hear the gospel, it was this fella. Oh. And it wasn't like... Okay, I've got you now. Sign on the dotted line. It was nothing like I've ever experienced before. Here was a guy who was extremely sensitive, extremely spiritually aware, um, uh, a Catholic, you know, a, a sort of a churchgoer, you know, but I don't think he's devout, as it were, if you know what I mean, in the religious. But I could see inside him, and I thought, well, I know where you're coming from? You're a spiritual guy. You you've got more than a lot of religious people have got um, and, and we talked and we talked and I'm not kidding you I said to him in, in those words I said look mate you're not far from the kingdom <laughs> and he, he warmed to that it's like if you say that to some people they think well who are you to say that <laughs> you know um, and it was exactly what you're saying Tom so that's the long and the short of it oh. thank you thank yeah you. that's great the door opened <laughs> Um, even in the worship time, when I was like closing my eyes, I kind of got a sense of this picture of a trail in a forest. 
and not just me but I guess just humans in general walking down this trail and then God as a figure um leading down this trail but it was a very playful um fun kind of leading and on a journey but at the start of it um it was like the human um which was me in this case but it was just humanity in general I think the human was very fractured so they couldn't even realize that they were on this journey and that it was meant to be a playful fun experience but as they continued down um and as the worship continued um it's like the in a person started to come together in oneness and wholeness and everything that was fractured began to um, come into alignment. And as that happened more and more, the awareness of the human realized that, oh wait, I'm on a path, I'm on a journey and God's here. And this is um, fun and exciting. And it can let the perspective of the person completely changed and their outlook on life. And then they began to enjoy this um, journey through this forest and this path and it became became this fun playful experience and I think that's kind of what you were saying that um, it's not that we're excluded from oneness but um, until we come to a place of maturity sometimes we don't even realize the oneness that we have and then um, we're still all on the same journey and we're still all on the same path and we are all still one with God but um, until that maturity comes we can't experience it to a full extent, even though God is leading us down that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. It reminds me of in our ascension when I saw God's eyes show up and he was giving us more of a perspective to see from his view. And so the same thing, if you're on that path in the forest and you don't, your, your eyes can't see or you know anything else, your heart can't feel, whatever, um, that until he opens us up to receive more, we could be partially blind. And, 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 and that kind of reminds me of, uh, I, I was reading some of uh, uh, Bell Twig. She's a, uh, she has books on, she, she's written mo multiple books related to Hebrew mysticism. And she's got a lot of, uh, you know, deep insight into that. Her name is B-E-L-L-E-T-W-I-G-G. -G. And, um, she was describing how, like, in, in, the, in the Hebraic mysticism, at least this is my understanding of it, that we're, every, every, all of creation is inside of God. So everybody's inside of God, including, you know, you, you, just every, everything that's created is inside of him. And he created this space inside of himself so that all these created beings can have a sense of being individual, even though they're in him so that they have a sense of individuality and that that the journey that they are all on is is slowly their consciousness becoming more and more aware that they're in God they're inside of God it isn't like they're outside of them it's quite an interesting thing and it, and in that what's changing is their awareness is changing and being transformed not where they actually are positionally so that gets back to that they're that they're already in oneness but their, their awareness isn't there. So their ability to participate in oneness is, you know, is, is dysfunctional at that point, or our, our ability. I like that word yeah. better, instead of blindness, awareness. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I know, but it was more of a, our, our consciousness is what's changing our awareness. 
is what's growing and expanding. Anyway, that's... Alan, did you have anything to share? Well, all right. <laughs> how, how do... What role do we play um, when we're faced in a situation like we were last week? Right? So we had somebody who was... That wasn't able to function in oneness as, effect, as right, effectively. Right, right, yes. Well put. <laughs> but, you know, we are all one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do we... Is there something that we can do? Um, I mean, that man was, was there. He was with us. Mm -hmm. what, what role can we play to help bring people into oneness? Um, well, I mean, my, and, and then maybe other folks have something to share about that, but my initial response is, you don't relate to them from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You're bad, I'm good, what you're doing is bad, I'm good, you know. Mm. You relate to them from the tree of life, which is that God has great love for that individual, and they have a destiny to fulfill, and right now they're, you know, seriously not fulfilling that destiny they're seriously disconnected from their identity and that and that we love them and encourage them and and that that god's love would touch them in a way that awakens them to their identity of who they really are that would be my i don't know so i like that a lot yeah so how do we love and encourage in that moment like i i think so i thought that we were all probably caught off guard last week. I was. And, uh, but, yeah, how, in, in a moment like that, what, how would we, how do we respond? And, and I thought that actually the way it was handled was, was really good. But I think that there is, I think that there should be more conversation around that. Whether, whether this individual shows up again or not, or if somebody else does in the future, we, we need to be prepared for how we want to deal with that, you know? So I think that that's something. <laughs> we have a hand up on Zoom. Yeah. Judith on uh, Zoom has a comment. Go okay. ahead, Judith. Go ahead. Um, thank you. Um, it's interesting that this came up because I feel this is very relevant to me right now with family members and just people in the circle of my influence. And I'm telling you, the key for me is really asking the Father about each situation because he promises to unlock wisdom. And I really love the way this is going because a word fitly spoken is as uh, silver and gold. Or I don't remember the verse, but you know what I'm saying. So it's there's something. Sometimes if we think somebody isn't in a spiritual place, but we release something, it can be a key that unlocks that. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we kind of have this thing where we kind of judged people's yeah. spirituality, but but I feel like that's that's the Father and that's Holy Spirit's responsibility. That's and I don't mean to contradict, but I just feel um, there's something about that piece of just knowing when to release something and when to say something and what to say that really is the responsibility of Father. And so along those lines. Um, we just need to be tuned in so that when he says, this is what I want you to say, and this is when, and this is how, or however, whatever piece he gives us, that we can respond. Uh, 
you know, just as Michael did with the guy who wanted to have the, the, the job with the furniture or the upholstery. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So I found that, you know, I've been kind of ruminating in that question all week because I had that um, original perspective from the Lord about all of creation standing before the shore, you know, ready, holding onto their scroll, going, I want to remember my scroll. And, you know, when, when they're born, then we would forget, we'd have to relearn. And so I know that there are, you know, a lot of people around the world who don't have any idea of how much God loves them and that they have a call on their life, that they agreed to it, you know, they don't have any of that perception. But, um, so that's kind of like the forest picture. Like we know what God's, his heart, his intent in is. We know that even the guy that showed up last week, that he has, um, he has a scroll. He, ha he is loved by the Father. He has a call on his life. But he's just, he's off track right now. And so, you know, as you said, you know, we need to know how to respond so that we can be helpful for people to come in but we can't force it if they're not ready they need to be willing to come into the kingdom to come into you know the three plumb lines to to grow through the process and Amen. so what can we do in the meantime and, and you know he he gave us he's been giving us that answer it's to love and Amen. certainly the four of us that were at the table last week you know i'm sure eric too we were you know trying to deal with what was going on but while we were dealing with that um, I know that there were people on Zoom who were praying for this guy. You guys were, were giving him love while we couldn't respond to everything, which is beautiful, and that's what we need to be doing. And because what will open them up, but just to receive love, to receive acceptance of who they are, not their behaviors, but who they are, and to let them know, like, hey, did you know that you have a call on your life? You know that it's really beautiful and we all need that calling and, and that, you know, to just bring them into the realization, the awareness, you know, that we've been talking about already. There are a couple of raised hands on Zoom and I'd like to recognize them. But before I do that, there were uh, the people who interrupted the service last month or last Sunday were a team of two. Okay. And so it was a focused thing. It wasn't just one person kind of losing it. Um, so go ahead, and Linda and Daniel, your hand is up. Go ahead and unmute. Hey. Go ahead. Now I'm unmuted? Yes. Okay. Last week, as we were finishing up, I don't know if y'all heard it, but Linda asked that we all pray in tongues for the person who was hacking in for their salvation and and commenting that this was their day to know Jesus and to come right with him. I think we ought to con continue praying for that person, believing that that person come into the kingdom. But in the course of us doing that and others doing that kind of thing, our oneness was not stopped by the mess that he put on our screens. Our oneness in Christ came together even more and the father's purpose for that day that we had stated to be one with father was being accomplished and are uniting to pray for these people yes. very good thank you go ahead Otto okay 
Go ahead. Um, we had, uh, we weren't here last week, but we're aware of what happened. And we had a situation this week at work where we're a mailman and we um, ran into a disgruntled customer and a uh, very disgruntled customer. And uh, Hannah wants to fill in the details. <laughs> <laughs> we do it together, by the way. The thing is that, so this guy lives in like a million dollar house, okay? And he's complaining about a little mailbox that doesn't close properly. And I was wondering, like he ran after us across the desk with his car, you know, he, we had left his property and he spent time running after us and going blah, 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 blah. And I'm asking the Lord, you know, what's, what's up with him? And he said, the Lord said, guess how many people pray for him? And I thought, and he said, one, you. <laughs> well, two now. <laughs> and he said, he is going through a divorce. Mm. And he has all these toys. He's got a boat. He's got an RV. And these toys don't bring him joy. And he's in so much pain. And he's trying to, nobody knows he's in pain. He's like screaming out in the spirit, don't you know I'm in pain? And so what Otto and I did, we, you know, we, we learned it from Nancy Cohen. We brought his spirit to the river of life. And we just whispered into his spirit, remember who you are. Remember who you are. God loves you. You're not alone. We're with you in spirit. But that's all we did. That was that's it. Right. And, and we pray for him. We still pray for him. So that's what we wanted to share. Thank you for that strategy. Uh, Norma had her, had her hand up. Yeah, that was exactly my strategy. That was that was amazing because I I um I just thought Linda's suggestion to pray in tongues. I what the Lord said when we started speaking about this situation was that He said, "My frequency of love coming through all of you penetrated the darkness and the shield. It's like this horrible shield of darkness that had." trapped him he said that was broken and he said my light poured in and so i'm just that's that's my and and that was my whole thing i spoke to his spirit actually i came on two more times to see if the techies had corrected the situation and then i jumped off and there were like three of us together um with him and then i jumped off then I waited 20 minutes. I came on again and there was only one person on there and it was, he, the name was CJ. Now that could be one of the Ecclesia, but you know, I just, I just, you know, I jumped off right away, but I just spoke to his spirit and I said, remember who you are and whose you are. Father loves you. And you know, the darkness is, is broken through. You're mm -hmm. free now to find out who you are. And that's, it's so beautiful when we speak to someone's spirit, because when you do with the love of the Lord, it, it just shatters the darkness. And so that's my faith is that the darkness is shattering and Jesus is seriously now able to go after him, so to speak, with love and bring him to situations that progressively draw him to the Lord's heart, into the Lord's heart. Yeah, I really like all of 
all of what was just shared. And, you know, I think um, last, last week after we signed off, I got a sense that, you know, it was not a mistake that this person or the two people or whoever that they were on with us. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, and I just love the response from, from everybody and the, and the way that love and these frequencies of love have been uh, just, just directed towards the, this person. And um, my sense is that, you know, this, this person may actually be called to this community at some point. And, um, and, you know, I mean, you think, you listen to Nancy Cohen's stories and how these crazy stories of how she encounters people and transform and they're transformed. And, um, and then she has like a relationship with them after that, like people that are trying to kill her, you know, and then all of a sudden it's just completely turned around. So, I mean, I think it's something just as a community to be aware of as well. Like, Hey, I love the response from everybody and and I think we should you know be in expectation that there could be more encounter with this person and he actually may usher in something into our community that's needed so he's got yeah. a scroll that's important right right <laughs> yeah so. hi hello <laughs> so what I know there's no coincidence in God Anything that happens, it has its purpose. So it's for us to find out what is the purpose. Like for this young man, he's, uh, whoever it was, it's a sign that he's crying out for help. So what is our position? Intercession. We go in through prayer, stand in the gap, ask the Father what is it that he wants to bring out. And then we intercede and bring that to pass. As it is in heaven, so shall it be in the earth. So his purpose is already set. He's, he's called, he has a destiny. So now we now, as believers, is to call that into purpose. So yes, we're in a good place. And we're all growing little by little. Back to what you were saying concerning um, Revelation. Mm -hmm. in, the, in prayer season, previous season when one gets revelation they held on to it harness it like it's theirs so they never give it to out so that others can run with it mm. they hold on to it that's why they become like famous because it's mine god told me that god did that and so that is where um the revelation now and in our time this is the time when he said the hour will come when the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. This is that time when the mature sons are manifesting. You and I, we're coming to, we came to the kingdom for such a time as this. So what we need to do now, go back to the three plumb line. Ask the Father, what is it that you want to be done right now? Because yesterday might be different from what he wants for today. And for tomorrow, it might be different. So it's a relationship now with the Father. Father, what do you give me this for? What this revelation is meant to be? Is it for today or for tomorrow? Mm -hmm. So this is going to be an encounter mm -hmm. when you, uh, the mature sons, we're going to rest heavily on the Father. Mm -hmm. We're not going to move because we want to move. We're going to be 
we're going to rest our head upon his, his bosoms, like John the Beloved. Because mm-hmm. only when you rest there, you mm-hmm. will get the deep understanding. Because mm-hmm. intimacy is, that's intimacy. He's going to whisper things to you that he never shared with anybody else because you're there. And so what do you do with that? You ask him. Don't just go run around and you got something and you have it and you're going to harness it. You're going to take it for yourself, put it in a bottle, and you're going to sell it. So everybody now have to pay for your revelation. The days are over. <laughs> it's relational. It's relationship. When you come to the Father and he tells you, and the love of God is so much in you that you want to share it without paying for it and you want to give it without receiving anything. That's yes. the hour. And we're in it. And it's a good place to be at. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's great. <laughs> that's great. It, that also reminds me of how we used to pray before. You know, we'd say, oh, I have this circumstance, so Lord, this is how I want you to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're now, and, and we're doing this. Like, I've, um, when Nancy first talked about this, I, um, I started going to conferences with her in the early 2001. And, um, when we learned about ascension, it just totally changed everything. So now we can go and find out what he wants. We, we wait upon him and say, okay, well, what do you want to do with this circumstance? And then we get the revelation. Or maybe he just drops it into us. But instead of saying, hey, this happened, so Lord, this is how we want you to fix it. No, it's like, okay, Lord, what is your word for this time, this hour, this person? I love that. Yeah. That's great. Anybody else? And thank you, John, so much. You know, I'm learning how to be multitasking on all these things. I appreciate you watching who has their hand up. But did anybody else want to share anything? I would just like to say that so often in the past, at least for me, and I'm sure others, we get a revelation from God. We have an idea of what should happen. And then we just leave it here and we go and do without maintaining that relationship with God without um, seeing what he's doing this very second. And so that's where I think uh, what was just described fails. It, you know, and then it becomes my revelation and I sell it and all of that. Um, because I, I heard from God and this is the way it is. God is pretty dynamic and uh, it changes every second. That's why we want to be in touch with him all the time. Yes. Yeah, uh, just to comment on that, this week, um, I, Marianne, my wife asked me something uh, about a revelation that I, I feel like I received uh, a while back, and um, and I, you know, I've kind of just been hanging on to that. And she's like, "Why don't you continue in relationship and continue to ask?" Because what what I've what I've noticed over time is God will give me something, but it's like a a little nugget. He's like leading me on a path, but if I don't. If I don't keep pursuing him and trying to follow, then it, you know what he gives me at first really isn't what he's trying to give me. It's just to get me going. So it's it's just so anyway. It was a reminder this week because my wife reminded me that I need to continue and pursue what he gave me because I'm just kind of sitting there waiting for that thing to to happen. <laughs> right. I could so totally relate to that. <laughs> he was doing the same thing with me, but it was with music. I was having my quiet time, and then he was like, remember, I wanted you to go sit in front of that keyboard, and so I did, and then he reminded me, this is where you're going to grow. I told you this before in practice. I want you to keep 
practicing it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Right. And, you know, like I can remember there was a time when I had so much like ministry going on in my life and I had to say, I can't do this. I, you know, I, I need to just pare it down and find out the most important thing to do. And what I chose at that time was ascensions yeah. because I wanted to know what he wanted, you know, and nothing else really what really got even close to that. And so that's why I so appreciate, you know, like we're doing ascensions every Sunday and um, yes. <laughs> as many as you can do. Like I do more than one ascension a week. And um, it's so beautiful because then you can learn how to practice what you're talking about, John. Because otherwise it's so easy to just have your quiet time and you get something from the Lord and now you're going to go do the next thing and you're not connected with what he's saying. And he's been saying... I want to be involved in every part of your life. That means, you know, like at one point I was thinking, what does it mean to pray without ceasing? You know, I was really onto that, that verse. And then one day the Lord said, well, do you love your sons without ceasing? And I said, well, yes. Well, do you think about them all the time? Well, no. You know, sometimes I'm thinking of some, he says, that's what it's like to pray without ceasing. And that's also what it's like to be in communion with him without ceasing, you know? So we just practice having that awareness throughout our day. And I know for me, it's not so easy. I need the practice, <laughs> especially as other things try and get in with our brain. Okay, see me again. Hi, Janet. Come on back. You really turned me on. No, um, what I was thinking about this week, it's a relationship. You know, you have parents' relationship, your parents, you, you know, it's a different kind of level of relationship. It's parental relationship. Mm -hmm. Then you have friendship. That's a relationship. So your child or your children are children. Then you have a friend, my friend, Abraham. How can I um, not say to Abraham what's going on? Friendship, friendship. Then you have relationship with husband and wife. That's a mature relationship. So it's a progression of relationship. And the Lord was just uh, showing me um, the journey, because I have walked this journey. Little nuggets here from infancy, coming up young, little nuggets um, coming up, you get something else. Pray, I mean, in, 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 in regards to the same relationship, uh, uh, revelation, yeah. but you didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Because in my case, I had no referral. I had nobody who was um, seeing what um, I'm seeing and hearing what I'm hearing. So when, um, because I was not mature then, and, and you might be um, telling somebody about it, and they, they just beat you down and say, oh, no, nothing could, nothing could happen like that. No, 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 it's not. It's God, God couldn't be telling you that because you're, you're a kid. So I believe, I, I start thinking, that, okay, maybe it's not God. Maybe it's just my mind and I'm just too active, you know, up there. So, but what the Lord showed me then, it was the love relationship. Catherine spoke of it couple weeks ago that intimate part when you come into oneness with him through have you ever read the songs of Solomon and <laughs> see that ecstasy and the, yeah. but that's what the Lord wants that that is where we're going that's where we're going we're going to that place when and it's not just 
a corporate. It will become corporate, but it's individual. He's going to take you, you, different place, different time, show you him, himself, and pour a little bit of you, a little bit of himself into you with such ecstasy that you, when you can't contain yourself. So everybody sees you. They're like, oh my God, what do you have? I need it. Then you get yours, you get yours, everybody get theirs. Then one time, then there's going to be a time when all of us come together and then we're going to pour that same ecstasy in one bowl and it's going to erupt because then the whole world will come and say, we want what you got. That's where we're going. And he, he was just flooding me with it. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm so grateful. I, I was innocent then. I was not, I was not, I didn't know what to do then. But now I am coming into maturity. And I have found my place. Oh, found awesome. my place. Awesome. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so if we ever get to any more of the slides... <laughs> On the last slide, um, I was going to talk about the, the circle of intimacy. We were reading this one book about, about love, and um, it was just talking about the same thing that you were talking about. You know, So here, we know God's plan is, is big for all to come in, but then we have this journey. And um, for me, I, I, hate, I, I have a hard time using the word maturity. Because does that mean that I've arrived now when he's still teaching me so many things? It kind of feels better to talk about the journey of it, you know, and, and, and the grace that we have along the way. So everybody gets their timing and their way of going through the door and then learning to have greater and greater intimacy. So like what he's been telling to you and me and all of us, I'm sure, you know, like, okay, well, you have gone through the door where, you know, Jesus, Yeshua, he opened the door for us. And then we have these levels of intimacy that we're going closer and closer and closer to him. And it's our willingness that lets us, you know, get there. And even he said in one of the scriptures that, um, that, he wants to draw us near, but it, he can't bring us near unless he prepares us for the next near, the next deeper level of intimacy, because otherwise we'll burn up with, because we still have stuff that we have to deal with. You know, so someone who doesn't, you know, like the two men from last week, and thank you, John, for sharing that. There were two. I, I was really wondering about them. And... Um, that they had this intention to come in. They didn't know what group they were coming into, maybe. <laughs> but they are in a different level. They, they haven't entered through the door yet. And then there's others who have entered through the door, and we keep going more and more into greater levels of intimacy. And so we have somebody else who has their hand up. Go ahead. Patricia. Patricia, thank you. Thank you. Um... Yeah, I would like to speak to you that situation with um, the hacker is what I call them that hack in. Um, if as a group you want to minister to these people, they they live basically in what's called the dark net. And I uh, used to volunteer with an organization that um, was affiliated with the FBI and I did cybersecurity. So, yeah, there's a lot of people in the dark net, and they are, um, they're addicted, so to speak, to the darkness. I don't, I wonder, because it, these two people, 
these two guys broke into the session last Sunday um, was something that was not normal. And so the fact that they came to this group, um, I feel in my spirit <clears throat> that um, someone else spoke about this, that they broke in, but, but part of them wanted to come into the group. And so as a group um, of your Sunday church, if you want them to come back, I mean, we could pray and ask for God to move in their heart, hearts to come back. But it also, the other thing that comes to mind is um, if you want more of these people out of the dark net to come, and I don't know if this is a ministry that your church will have to these people which would be huge it would because there's a lot of a lot of bad things that go on in the dark net and people are addicted to the pornography and the pedophilia and if you feel like there's an outreach for this church to the that group in the dark net you can and this is kind of risky i would say this is risky but take all the security protocols off of um, off of your online church, but leave it in place for the other things on your website so it protects your members. But just for church, if you want to have that outreach where your light penetrates into the dark net, there may be more people that God will draw out to come into your church. And uh, yes, they're going to be rough and they're going to be they're going to be awful, maybe, and they're going to project pornography and stuff like that. But like someone else said, that if you pray in the spirit, if there's a group of you that go off to the side and just pray in the spirit and let the spirit of God speak to you. And I thought it was interesting. I do want to interject this because I was online uh, last Sunday when these two broke in. And... Uh, I think it was Michael Cope said, um, bless you, mate. And uh, he got a rise out of one of the guys, one of the hackers, and he said, I don't need your blessing. So that was that was a penetration, what Michael did, and it penetrated right through that guy where he, he um, rose up in his uh, soul to uh, confront that, but that's a good sign. I don't know if you you understand that, but that was a good sign what Michael did because the fact he responded um, indicates that something's going on there. And God does want to reach into to these two that broke in. So that is my perspective on what happened last Sunday. And also, it's a perspective, I believe, from the Spirit of God. And something to consider if you guys think that your online church will have that kind of ministry into the darkness. Because that that is a place in the world that really needs the penetration of God's, God's light. Thank love. you, Patricia, for sharing that. 
Yes, we, we did talk about that last week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is a way that someone could, you know, if they were interested, um, could contact the ministry. But we do want to protect our online meetings from what happened last week. Um, and also, there's the recordings that go out on YouTube and Facebook afterwards so that they still have an opportunity to find out. And maybe they'll do it today. I mean, maybe they'll do it watching today because they were here last time and maybe they want to know like how we responded. Right. And so we just want to make sure that we said it already, but we believe that God loves them and that they have a call on their life and that there is so much more for their life than what they're living right now. And we welcome them into, into that type of relationship. So... So thank you. So it is getting to be that time, and we didn't even go through the definitions in any of the discussions on John 17. So um, they were awesome. (laughs) But we did talk about quite a few of them. And so um, I I just thank you guys for um, for being being so open and sharing and discussing what happened last week because we, we needed to talk about it. We needed to know the scope of it, you know, that... God's plan is for everyone, but we have a progression that we we start off by going through the door and entering into the journey of learning levels of intimacy with Abba, and he has greater and greater levels for us to come into, and we enjoy that, and we welcome others to walk through that door and join with us. So I, I just bless you this, you know, for this week. I thank you for your participation. We look forward to continuing the discussions. If, if we didn't even get to John 17, you know, like sounds like oneness might be another topic for next week when Gil and Adina will be back. And um, we, and John uh, and Evelyn are co-hosts. Is that right? So they can, everyone can stay on and join with John and Evelyn for the after event. And if you, I also encourage you to go to the website and join um, the newsletter for Kingdom Talks Media and also to get involved in Mighty Networks where you can learn how to connect uh, via Zoom to our meetings since we've, you know, made some changes. And there's other events that you can join in there as well, such as Ultimate Impact and chats and different things like that. So blessings for your week. Thank you for being a part of us. And um, if you are online, go ahead and continue with John and Evelyn for some more social time together.